Hey, it's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only, wait for it, Boy Meets World House. Take a listen. Are there any moments or spots on any of the sets we worked on over the seven years that you guys felt more at home that were like your little spots on the set you like to hang out? I'm afraid it was the sink. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, yeah. You had to act <laughs> by the sink a lot. Yeah. I was behind the counter. Yeah. Right. Doing business constantly. Uh-huh. Mom stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> Disciplining you <laughs> in Amazing. some way. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. We're all looking for ways to save, especially on medical bills. But where do you start? Unless you're a medical bill expert, finding savings can seem impossible. Well, HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance and flags errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. So start saving with knowing where to look. Visit HealthLock.com today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in, everybody. I hope you are having a fantastic Friday. I am Clay Travis. He is Buck Sexton. This is the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show as we roll you into what I hope will be a fantastic weekend for all of you. We've got a lot of topics to dive into. Let me kind of give you a roadmap of where we are headed. Tucker Carlson is going to join us in the third hour of the program. If you heard yesterday, we talked a lot about the NSA spying on Tucker Carlson, why it's such a significant story. Excited to have him join us in the third hour. We are going to be breaking down. Buck was over in Afghanistan. Now that the United States effectively pulling out of that country, is it a modern-day Vietnam? What did we gain for all of the money and lives that we spent there? And what lessons, if any, can we take going forward? We will discuss that. We will also discuss new uh, new recommendations from the CDC as it pertains to kids returning to school. And Donald Trump has a editorial up explaining why he's suing big tech all of that and more coming your direction buck sexton there is a lot out there for us to dive into on this friday headed into a summer weekend that i hope is going to be a lot of fun for everybody out there critical things also like putting the so-called insurrection into context i want to discuss the reasons for that why this is so central to the democrats right now as you and i know clay got to make sure that no one's actually focused on the latest bidenism where he all of a sudden it's like the the light goes flickering for a second and then we have to say this guy's the commander in chief Um, but on on the covid front you're seeing there are a lot of people out there who very much want to keep in the background the apparatus of control under the guise of this is what's necessary for your health. We're going to keep you safe. Just 
let us tell you exactly what to do, what your freedoms are, where you can go, how you can be. I am a big fan of what Rand Paul, Senator Rand Paul, has been doing by speaking the truth, calling out Fauci, all this stuff. You know that he's got a a bill he's introducing, which it's not going to go through, but I, I like the effort, you know, A for effort, to lift the federal mandate on airplane, uh, on masks on airplanes. Can yes. we just describe that or discuss that right now, most of the country is going about their entire life unmasked, but you get on a plane and all of a sudden the health authorities, the health experts are there to tell you that you got to mask up. I actually had someone text me this week. It's a friend of mine who happened to be in, you know, was in first class. He's like, don't, don't make, I'm like, hey, you know, some people hey. fly. Not everyone rolls with spirit, Clay. Not everyone rolls with I spirit fly like Southwest I do. Southwest everywhere, which is uh, now a boarding group, uh, you know, sort of raised the roof on the a boarding group. But uh, I, because I'm in Nashville and that's the airline that's most common. If I want to get anywhere in the country, that's the easiest way for me to go. And so it's a cattle call every single time. So I'm, I'm very familiar with the, uh, the coach class life. Trust but, me. But he, I, he, I asked him, he, he wasn't, sharing them with me i said take take some video but there were uh attendant is the preferred nomenclature i don't right? even Not, know what we're supposed to call them now i don't know yeah. you know well now it's like the now it's like the thirty thousand foot in the sky stasi like now it's yes. just all they do is mask mandate enforcement he said that they were they were actually enforcing the between bites level oh of and, it, and in first class where you figure if you're a fancy you know, if if you have to take take off your top hat and your monocle, what's the point of being in first class and put your mask on? I'll tell you this, Buck. I was starting to think if I found a loophole. My kids, do you remember back in the day, ring pops? Oh yeah. Do you remember like uh, the you know for people out there who may have forgotten that these were popular? I would say in the eighties, very much nostalgia is factoring in for kids who grew up in the eighties and nineties, like me, who now have kids, and so whatever we liked. It's starting to cycle back up because companies are smart and they're like, oh, if the kids, if you liked it when you were a kid, you're probably going to give it to your kid too. So I had my, uh, my niece, my niece who's eight years old and my six year old were running around the house like crazy yesterday. And they both wanted ring pops and we got a big, you know, collection of ring pops. And those things, by the way, they end up stuck to everything, right? From a parent perspective, like anything that you have in your house, the ring pops like waving around on the kids' hands, ends up stuck on everything. But I actually was thinking to myself, we're flying next weekend. Uh, I'm taking my family up to Michigan, uh, the whole, the whole crew. And I was like, I wonder if the ring pop is a loophole on the, uh, on the mask wearing. Because you basically can just suck on the ring pop the entire time, right? If I put ring pops on my kids' hands, uh, in theory, like that's like kind of eating, right? Like where does the where does the lollipop or the ring pop fit in the overall mask wearing requirement? Is this a loophole? I've I've heard that you can't do the gum chewing thing because that would be an easy one. That would be an easy one. But the lollipop, like you know, you basically can keep it in your mouth the whole time, take it in and out, and the ring pop. And this is where we are, that I'm sitting around like instead of the mask police being able to constantly go after my kid uh, for, for, you know, inevitably not being that excited about having his mask on. Can I ring pop my way out of the absurdity here but, next weekend? But, but so well, while a lot of uh, a lot of folks are living these normal lives, relatively speaking, and I understand if you're in. Uh, you know, the the red state of Tennessee or Texas yes. or Florida, you're probably thinking, unless I fly, this is not really my problem. But I, I'm sorry to be the one that has to keep pointing this out. There is a very insane federal bureaucracy that is completely willing to impose itself 
on anyone in any of the 50 states. You see this with what's going on in the airlines. You see this with the planes. And they're not done with the vaccines, as we know, uh, pushing them on people. I mean, look, people, that's a whole other thing. Should you get a vaccine? Should you not? When I say they're not done with the vaccines, I mean with the drive to possibly mandate them. Here is a doc on CNN, of course, who's telling you, Maybe we got to actually make this stuff mandatory. I do think uh, it's time to start mandating uh, vaccines. And I think that private industry and private organizations will do that. You know, at GW University, where I work, uh, starting uh, this fall, you can't be on campus unless you're fully vaccinated. Look, I think that we're at, in the part of the pandemic now where the, the problem in this country is that 150 million Americans are not vaccinated. Now, half of that... Uh, uh, number is uh, less than 18 years of age. But let's look at the adults. 75 million adults have chosen not to get vaccinated. And that choice has consequences. Now, we can't force you to take a jab in the arm, but there are many jobs, perhaps, that can prevent you from working if you decide not to get vaccinated. So I think we need to be more proactive, and I think we will see uh, industry take the lead in this. What I'm troubled by when I hear this, Buck, is this is, I think, what's also going on with big tech. This is government recognizing that mandates from government are not permissible, but waving their arms as widely as they can and screaming for companies to do what the government feels it legally cannot do, which then means that many of these companies are acting default at the behest of the government. In other words, and this ties in with my big tech argument too, and I see a lot of this, Buck, and it scares me because I think most people out there listening to us right now would acknowledge that if the government said this website is not permissible for the United States citizens to visit or websites, whatever it is, that would be a violation of our First Amendment law, right? But if the government, and that's what China does, The Great Wall of China is set up so that the Chinese government controls what its citizens can and cannot see. But what we have created with big tech and with these big companies and what you just heard in that clip is we're now having the collusion between big tech and government where government is allowing the same Chinese wall to be built, but it's occurring at the behest of the government through big tech as opposed to government acting itself. And that's what I'm starting to see. The, 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 the That's the entire uh, clip that we just played. That gentleman is saying, oh, the government can't mandate vaccines, but schools and companies and all these other large entities should be able to be doing it. That's a default state action. It's kind of what Donald Trump is suing under the First Amendment for uh, with big tech. And there's an editorial up at, at the Wall Street Journal today about it. And this is what scares me, Buck. Do you see what I'm talking about here? What's going on where the government is basically letting other big entities occupy a role that they couldn't take and encouraging them to do it? Yeah, of course. It's the apparatus of coercion in the private sector that they're using to do what they know they would receive political blowback for. And that's why they'd rather have it be coming from these other places. But as you know, the government also has a lot of sticks and carrots that it can deploy against private companies. And so that means that just because you're a corporation doesn't mean the government can't say to you, you know, nice, uh, that's right. Nice business. You've got there selling whatever it is you're selling. So perhaps you have to be in a place where you understand, uh, you know, everyone should be in a place where they understand that this is 
a mechanism of coercion outside of just the government mandating something to you, they can. And, and by the way, these big companies are big business and big corporations love each other. I'm sorry, big business and big government rather love each other. They absolutely love each other. Uh, they work hand in glove. And what you see here, I think, is going to continue to play on that way. I did actually also want to note that the guy from CNN a few minutes ago who was talking about the vaccination rates leaves out when he says 150 million people have not been vaccinated in America. Does he not know that over 100 million people have clearly gotten infected based on all the actual data? Like you and me. And that's never taken into the actual results when they're looking at vaccines and, and how. Uh, how the numbers are playing out. And that's why when today, I mean, just just this morning, we we talked about the uh, before the show, Clay and I were talking about how the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention have released new guidance for schools saying they have to fully reopen. But uh, I mean, and they say even if they cannot take this is the New York Times, all the steps the agency recommends uh, to curb the spread of the coronavirus, a major turn in a public health crisis um, in which childhood education has emerged as a political flashpoint, they're still supposed to open fully, but you're still supposed to mask up if you're not vaccinated. So, which leads to this question, right, as a part. So this is breaking news. That First of all, this news should have come out last year, right? This is this guidance because we know that the threat to kids is virtually zero. Uh, they, there was a big study, Buck, that came out of, uh, out of uh, England, and they looked at all the kids that they knew had been COVID positive, and almost none of them, I think I did the math, if a kid got COVID, and what were the odds that that kid would actually die of COVID? It was .0000127. In other words, there's like a 99.99999% chance if your kid got COVID, they would be okay. Your kid's more in danger driving to and from school. But we need to explain what these rules are. The CDC has just released four uh, for schools, and we'll do that when we come back uh, as we break down that news and much other of the news out there. But I want to tell you right now, if you're still putting off mortgage refinance, you need to ask yourself why. There's no reason to do that, especially when there are still some loan options with rates in the twos. Couldn't agree more. After all, lower rate means you're got you're getting some extra breathing room and you can pay off other bills. You can put the, mer- the money in an emergency fund or even invest it. These are all much smarter options than wasting it on interest payments to the bank. No doubt. Uh, and you can save a ton. And here's what you need to do to be able to save that ton. Call American Financing. Get a free mortgage review and see if you can save up to $1,000 a month. No pressure, no obligations. If you like what you hear, you'll get pre-qualified for free. And you may be able to postpone two mortgage payments. Don't put off a refi any longer. Call American Financing at 800-777-8109. That's 800-777-8109. Or visit AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS 182334, NMLSConsumerAccess.org. Having more fun than a human being should be allowed. Times two, Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the EIB Network. Yeah, I, 
I don't have a lot to add except to say that we do know that you are protected if you are vaccinated from hospitalization, severe disease, and death. Data in our country and numerous other countries have demonstrated that. I want to emphasize, however, that if you are not vaccinated, first, you should go get vaccinated. But second, until you are fully vaccinated, you are definitively not protected from disease that is around you. And in those situations, we would absolutely continue, suggest continuing to wear a mask. Welcome back to the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show. Buck here, I would want to ask, that was Rochelle Walensky, the CDC chief. I would want to ask her, why does she say that and not even give a nod to what if you've been infected? I've had COVID. Clay's had COVID. So many other people listening have had it. So why are you not protected? Show me the actual data or studies, CDC boss. That tell us that if you're not actually vaccinated, you somehow, you know, the antibodies that you get from natural immunity don't count. What what is she saying? They never even they never even talk about it. They just ignore the subject altogether. And in terms of credibility, Clay, this is the same woman who I will not forget, nor will I forgive when Texas was thinking about a full reopen and other states followed suit right away. This is now back in what, February, right? When they were thinking about a full reopen. She went on TV and said that she couldn't help the feeling of impending doom from rushing out there and being reckless and the experiment in human sacrifice. Why does anyone still listen to these people is what I why does why does Walensky's prognostication or Fauci's nagging still manage to embed itself in the center of the lib brainstem? Don't forget that Joe Biden also called that Neanderthal thinking. When the state of Texas opened back up and said that there was going to be a massive amount of infection and all of these things that proved not to be true. And for the news, by the way, the CDC is now saying that schools should open. Right. But and they're saying and this is a positive. They are saying that kids shouldn't have to wear masks. The problem is they're saying kids shouldn't wear masks if they have been vaccinated. Now, here's the problem. First of all, kids under 12 aren't eligible for the vaccine at all. And a lot of parents don't want their kids ages 12 to 18. And I have a 13 year old to be vaccinated because they have no risk from covid. And this is still uh, an unnecessary risk in my mind in order to get young kids vaccinated. So if you the, the question is kind of funny. Can you identify your kids as vaccinated or are you going to have to show proof in many states for your kids not to wear masks? Now, my hope is that in the free states of this country, the red states, by and large, with Republican governors, which I am fortunate to live in one of them, I think almost all of those states are going to do away with all mask requirements. But this means that many kids out there are still going to be wearing masks. In fact, most of them all over the country. And it also raises the question, is the government in some way through schools going to be requiring proof of vaccination in order for kids not to wear masks? Because as you know, Buck, right now, there's no real restriction, right? If you feel like you are in some way Uh, You just don't want to wear a mask. There's no way for them to guarantee that you are or are not vaccinated. But with kids, there could be an element here, which, again, creates a big issue. 
They're going to say that vaccinations are required for kids in other contexts in schools. That's obviously an argument that we should have been prepared for all along. Uh, I remember when I was thinking about grad school, I had to go get the little booklet or whatever it is that has all your vaccinations in it. And so so they're going to they're going to they're pretending this. This is what you have to understand. The Biden administration is going with the pretense of it being a choice while all of their little minions are running around doing everything they can to pressure every point in society where possible to force this on you. That's what they're that's, act- right. that's what they're actually doing. So, uh, by the way, it's Open Line Friday, 800-282-2882, 800-282-2882. You know, my family has had tremendous success with Legacy Box. Legacy Box, just so we're clear what it is, is an effortless way to have your outdated photos, VHS tapes, preserved digitally on a modern format and right now they're offering you 40 percent off so you can ensure your memories are safe for generations we took old tapes old photos sent them in you just put them in the box send them in and legacy box will transfer them so you get them on a thumb drive on a link so it's just stored up in the cloud then you can text that photo of you you know at the big game when you're 15 or when you're 20 or whatever to your kids Right now, Legacy Box is offering 40% off so your family can celebrate meaningful moments at a fraction of the price. Visit LegacyBox.com slash buck to get started today. That's LegacyBox.com slash buck for 40% off. Hey, it's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only Wait For It. Boy Meets World House. Take a listen. We are lucky to be sitting with Alan and Amy Matthews in the flesh, William, Rusty Russ, and Betsy Randall. Yay! Thank you. Thank you. When those those legends get here, let me know. (laughs) (laughs) You're here. You're here already. No, uh, we didn't either when we were watching yeah, this that's day. The that's we the didn't problem. realize it until we uh, started getting into seasons three and four, and now we're like, oh my God. You were both so good on the show, and we missed it because we were we young. We were kids and, and so self-involved. Egomaniacs yeah. and didn't realize <laughs> well, no, how great you were. We've talked about it. I think you just assumed everybody was as good as them. And, right. and then right. you get into, right. as you grow up and you work with other actors, you realize how <gasps> lucky we were yeah. to have you guys. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. 
If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. Welcome back in. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. I am Clay Travis. He is Buck Sexton. We are rolling through Open Line Friday. A lot of different stories that we are discussing. Going to get to your calls here momentarily. But I think for many people out there with kids or grandkids, the CDC saying schools should be back open is welcome news. I mean, first of all, it should have happened last year. And we probably, in retrospect, should have never shut down schools at all for much more than a week or two uh, at best. And we followed the guidelines of the Spanish flu storyline, but the Spanish flu impacted kids much more than COVID did. All of these are now known quantities. But what is, I think, going to end up the battle that is the biggest as it pertains to kids returning to schools is going to be, there's going to be a mask war, Buck. And it's going to be over whether or not kids this fall should have to wear masks, certainly young kids and also kids of all ages, because the CDC is saying as a part of their guidelines, you don't have to wear a mask if you have been vaccinated. But how are these schools going to become aware of whether or not kids have been vaccinated? And frankly, given the fact that no kids under the age of 12 right now are eligible to be vaccinated, this would theoretically mean that in a backwards way, the CDC is effectively mandating that all kids under the age of 12 would need to be masked according to their guidelines. Part of the problem here is that we have just moved along instead of looked back to have the the let's have a real argument let's see all the data on mask mandates county by county state by state on a timeline with confirmed cases with the actual trajectory of the virus now over the last 18 months that we need to actually have that national conversation again because here's the simple version they didn't work the mask mandates did not actually work the way they were. we were told they would, not even close. And yet, because we've just sort of gotten so exhausted by the overreach and the, the anxiety-filled, you know, put on your mask, put on your two masks, all this stuff you have from these libs all the time, a lot of normal people, I mean, Americans who just want to go about their lives are like, oh, thank God, we're finally out of this. But unless we actually do that part of it where we discuss, were they right should we was Fauci right the first time when he said mask wearing in public, as we all remember in March of 2020, will make people feel better, but won't really do anything. It's cosmetic theater. Was that the truth or not? We haven't we, we cannot just allow this to linger and go because they're going to be taking your six year old in schools and saying, put on two masks. And it's crazy. It's crazy, and there's also now evidence all around the world, Buck. Remember all the different places out there where we were lectured about, oh, they're wearing masks and they're doing so well with COVID in the United States and these other countries aren't? Look at Japan, for instance. Japan, which has a long history of wearing masks like many other Asian countries, they just disallowed all spectators for the Olympics, and they are in the midst of their worst outbreak of COVID that they have had basically since this all began. And they have been wearing masks aggressively 
masks don't work, right? And it's like you're not allowed to say that because just like you weren't allowed to say, uh, hey, uh, when you discussed uh, the, uh, the, the lab leak theory, right? Suddenly you were not allowed to say the lab leak theory. I think we're trending towards eventually people f- having to recognize that masks are cosmetic theater and that they haven't worked. And I think there's a huge investment against coming to that realization from a lot of different places. One of them would be the medical uh, the, the medical commissars out there, Fauci being the most well-known, but there are many of them who realize after all their emphasis, their religious emphasis on this. I mean, it, it became a duty of you as a, a patriotic duty, as Joe Biden used to say. And if you were a person who believed in science, would we ever believe them again, Clay, if they had to at this point say, you know what? Turns out we were wrong about the masks. <laughs> I, I think the answer is no. We will realize these are clownish bureaucrats who have been a disaster in terms of their response to this. It has been uh, it has been stunningly inept from the very top level. Look, everyone, you see, our our people are fired up. About well, this. I think I, I know this, Buck, as a parent. There is a boiling, seething mass of rage that is just prepared to explode this fall if kids are required to wear masks in schools. I mean, I'm not kidding about this. Like, I am telling you, people did it this past year because they were just like, well, if our kids have to wear masks, if that's the requirement for them to be in person, I'm talking about like the experience that I had in Tennessee and Texas and Florida and Georgia, the people that were actually fortunate enough to be able to have their kids go into school who live in red states primarily – But I'm telling you, if they're trying to require kindergartners and first graders to wear masks, there is going to be a mass uproar against that idea. And I think that's what the CDC basically is is trying to require here with this statement today. And I know our people are going to be fired up to talk about it. John in Boca Raton, Florida. Welcome to the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show. Thank you, guys. You guys are doing a great job. Thank you. Um, my, my statement, I guess, or question is, is, uh, if you remember the elections, um, we were not allowed to ask anybody for credentials to see if they were entitled to do what they are doing, which in that case was voting. How can we now walk up to people and say, give me proof of your vaccination? Isn't that racist? Well, you know, it's, it's, you'd raise an interesting point, John, but what they would, the, the media narrative around this, and I've seen these, these, uh, kind of hot zone maps they've been putting out about vaccination, is that, oh, look, this part of Georgia or this part of Mississippi, look at these red states where, you know, the the the, the hillbillies aren't getting the vaccinations and that's the big problem. There's a real contempt that the Democrat corporate media has that they spew toward people in red states uh, and particularly rural areas of red states where there's not a vaccination. What they ignore intentionally is that there is also, by the data, if you look at it, substantial pockets of I don't know if you call it vaccine hesitancy or or vaccine denialism or whatever in black and Latino communities in this country. So, well, so- I think to, to John's point, sorry to cut you off, Buck, but I think to John's point, if you are requiring, which is true, a ID to get a vaccine, how is that not racist? If you're going to argue having an ID to vote is racist, how is requiring right. a vaccine, which is what is required, a, an ID to get a vaccine, not racist? Well, clearly it's not racist in either context, but the reason the media doesn't focus on it here is because they view any impediment to voting as inherently racist, whereas they view vaccine hesitancy as a problem that actually only affects 
white male Trump supporters, really. That's well, the that's narrative in the media. Yes. So that's why they're not actually making it a, you know, they're not they're not equating these things in the same way. But, John, very interesting point and, and well, well said, sir. Thank you so much. Erica in McCalla, Alabama. Welcome. <laughs> nice job. Hey, um, I just wanted to let you all know that I have uh, two sons that went to public school here in Alabama. Um, one was in pre-K, one was in first grade. And um, they started school back in August, back full time in the classroom. Um, and they were not, they did not have to wear masks. Public um, school, Erica? Second grade and up. Correct. Oh, that's um, great. It, second grade and up had to wear them, though? Yes, they did. Um, until the governor lifted the state um, health order. And then they, they said, forget it. But there was no massive outbreak. Um, the kids were absolutely fine. I mean, those kids, those age are disgusting anyway. And if they didn't get sick, I'm sorry. But <laughs> nobody's going to get sick. I mean, you're 100% right. It, it's, if you see these videos, and Erica, thank you so much for telling us what's going on in your, your corner of the country. Appreciate it. Now, Clay, you, you see these videos. It's a lot of, look, there, there are, I, I always got to say this, right? I got to got to do the prefacing here of there are so many great teachers all across the country. I know that a lot of teachers listen to this show, but... There are also teachers who have completely internalized the worst elements of Fauciism, and they are irrationally terrified, even after vaccination, of these six-year-olds. I mean, they act like, you know, it's that part in the movie The Rock when those green balls that have the VX gas in them, are, they think the kids are like the little balls of VX gas, like they're terrified of the, so that's why they're going to mask up six-year-olds, eight-year-olds. It's insane. Yeah, that that really is. This is what I say is the fear porn narrative. There are people out there who have a 0% statistical chance of dying of COVID that have convinced themselves that they have like a 100% chance of dying of COVID if they get it. And to your point, we never talk about the 100 million people probably who have had COVID, gotten over it, had no significant long-term health consequences. Maybe 150. Like you, like you and I and how that impacts the overall vaccine rates because herd immunity can be both natural, as in you got the virus and you have the antibodies, and vaccine-related, and nobody talks about the natural side. The public health bureaucracy in this country has decided to pretend that the last hundred years of what we know about vaccination somehow do not apply in this case. Vaccines are meant and have always been meant to induce in the body the response that you get from an actual live virus. Yes. Your, the vaccine mimics the, yes. in the body the response with the antibody. And look, I don't pretend to understand mRNA vaccines and all of that. Is, that's where actual expertise starts to come in. But if you're looking at this from, a, from a, just a policy perspective, the vaccine is meant to mimic what you get from actually being infected, and yet... And so, so you're you're taking vaccination to create what you'd have if effectively everyone got infected, and they act like that doesn't even factor into this. They never talk about it. They the notice entire, how they don't even do serology testing anymore, Clay. They don't care. The entire purpose of a vaccination is to produce antibodies, which is what happens when you have an illness and you get over it. The virus. That's what I have. I went and got the uh, the antibody test. And that's how I know that I still have the antibodies. The same exact antibodies, probably stronger than would exist if I got the vaccine. I want to come and take more of your calls because we've got Open Line Friday, 800-282-2882. We are talking about the continued pandemic mask mandates, vaccination mandates, all these things that are still very much looming out there and could make a comeback unless we 
really face up to what's happened here. And we'll be talking in the next hour about the insurrection and Afghanistan. Remember, we got Tucker Carlson joining us to talk about the NSA spying on him in the third hour of the program today. We'll have a great we love talking to Tucker. We'll have a great time with that. So you definitely want to stick around. If I could save you money to give you the same exact service you have on your cell phone, wouldn't you want to do it? I mean, nothing changes for you other than your bill goes down every month. Exact same coverage, same tower, same everything. I mean, this is a no brainer, right? You got to do this. That's why I want you to save up to $800 a year by switching to Pure Talk. Here's how it happens. Those big wireless providers are charging you for data you'll never need, perks you'll never use. Stop paying for that extra stuff. Pure Talk gives you the exact same great coverage, but only charges you for what you need. That's why Clay and I are customers, and switching was so easy, right, Clay? It was so straightforward. Yeah, look, we got the brand new iPhone 12s. We're getting the same great service we had before, but for half the price, listen to this new offer right now. Unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data for just $30 a month. And if you ever go over on data, they don't charge you for it. Customer service right here in the United States. CEO, by the way, United States veteran who understand what it's like to serve. And they are the top-rated wireless company, Pure Talk is, by Consumer Affairs. So how do you get it? You get your unlimited talk, your text, plus six gigs of data, all for just 30 bucks a month. All you need to do right now is from your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say Pure Talk, and you'll save 50% off your first month. That's pound 250, say Pure Talk, and you'll have the option to receive a one-time auto-dialed text message from Pure Talk, and your savings will begin. Welcome back to Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. Buck here, Clay there. We are chatting with you, two, uh, 282-2882, 800-282-282. Lines lit, let's get to it. Kathy in Owensboro, Kentucky. Kathy, welcome to Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. Hey, listen, I took the vaccine the end of April. The reason I did, I observed what was going on with the border, and because of where we live, uh, I just felt like it was important. I have a son that is 26 that is autistic. My husband and I have a business. He works outside all the time, so he did not take the vaccine. I asked my son's doctor. He did not recommend it for our 26-year-old autistic son. Honestly, after all of these, all this mud that keeps being thrown at us about the vaccine and about how we should all be taking it and, and the push for it, I'm even more skeptical now than I was whenever I first took it. It's just, it's just, it's overboard. I think there are a lot of people reacting like that. Uh, I, I mean, I think the more people try to force you to take something, Buck, the more skeptical you become of it. Does that make sense? Yeah, of course. That you feel like you're being oversold. If I, if I had a staph infection, no one's going to have to oversell me on taking antibiotics <laughs> for it. You know what I'm saying? Right. I mean, there are things... Yeah. You know, if you have a really bad headache and someone's like, here's Excedrin migraine or something, not that we're doing, sorry, it sounds like I'm doing a commercial, you know, Nuprin, little, yellow, different. Um, but uh, if, if we're, the Wayne's World watchers in here, they got that one. But I, I feel like they're pushing it on people now who have clearly thought, Clay, about this for the, no, there's no person in America who doesn't know that there's a vaccine that's out there you can get for free. Like, it's impossible. Yes, I agree. And and I think uh, I think that Kathy's right. What about Connie in Oxford, Ohio? We're talking about how it's. I really think, Buck, 
this is going to be a massive uprising if young kids are required to wear masks at the start no, of the school year. No CRT in schools, no masking in schools. Moms, That's, we're going to have a mom riot, I really believe, if young kids are required to wear masks come August and September in this country. What do you think, Connie? Well, we just had a ruling, and I'm a grandma, and we are not happy about it. Um, our school board... Talawanda School District, and I'm going to put it out there, in Oxford, Ohio, Butler County, Ohio, because it's a rural school district except for the actual city part of it, just voted last night that the kids will wear masks in school in the elementary schools. Up to it's going to be a riot. Mom riot, oh, grandma totally riot, Connie. Ridiculous. I know it's coming. An I anti, can feel it. An anti-mask insurrection with yes. Connie at the head. I don't know. Yes. Oh, Jeff my gosh. And- it's just crazy. Jeff in Bakersfield is talking. Thank you for the call, Connie, about how crazy it is. Jeff, you're saying your kids had to wear masks at school and on the bus, but as soon as they got to daycare, they could take them off? Yeah, this is a, a almost like a, a school in itself, this daycare facility. I don't want to mention any names to put anybody on the radar, but so hundreds of kids are at this daycare, all in their own classes of like 30, just like you would be in a public school. So at public school, my kindergartner had to wear masks. And this was during the half-day stuff before they could do full days. So since me and my wife worked, we'd have to send her for the latter half of the day to this facility. And as soon as she got there, in the classroom, 35 kids, no masks, not one incident. I don't think that is a single incident. In Jeff, it's, it's madness, isn't it? Jeff, thank you that so much amazing. for calling in. Clay, amazing this, analogy This, this reminds there, me of, of how, you know, I really turned against Fauciism when they were making me alone in a gym put a mask on on the treadmill so I could just like choke on my own sweat and saliva <laughs> with no one else there but you still had to wear that mask that's how you know that that's what Fauci fascism really feels like but let's get into uh, I mentioned the insurrection before in tongue you know tongue-in-cheek but let's dive into what they're saying about it and why they're using this as a weapon a rhetorical weapon against all Trump voters all Republicans and conservatives We'll also dive into Afghanistan, the withdrawal. The Biden administration's got some comments on that in the last 24 hours. Jen Psaki weighed in. That's all coming up on the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. You're listening to Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the EIB Network. Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes and their families since 9-11. These are our first responders and service members who serve our communities and our country, or those who die in the line of duty or are severely injured, and our veterans who fought for our nation's freedoms only to return home, fall on tough times, and become homeless. Heroes like Buffalo firefighter Jason Arno and his family. Arno was killed while protecting his community, battling a warehouse fire. He left behind his wife and a young daughter. In their darkest hour, Tunnel to Towers provided Arno's wife and daughter with a mortgage-free home. The foundation lifted a financial burden, enabling them to stay in the home where they made memories with their hero. 
Join Tunnel the to Towers on its mission to do good. Support the families of America's greatest heroes, the families of fallen first responders like Jason Arno, plus Gold Star families with young kids, severely injured service members, and homeless veterans. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l e e s a dot com slash iHeart.